Chapter 8. AI's Impact on Society, Governments and the Public Sector. Part 2. Risks, Concerns and Challenges of AI for Society. Although there are high expectations of the positive impact of AI for society, there are some real worries, risks and challenges that we also need to take very seriously, have a deep look at and address face on. Some of the remedies and solutions will be highlighted in later chapters. In Pew Research Center's Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humans report, they outlined some of the key risks, concerns and challenges shared by a variety of expert respondents about how progress in AI and its applications might affect human agency, what it means to be human, our ability to exercise free will, our productivity, how we evolve and how we survive over the next few decades and longer term. Despite these potential drawbacks and pitfalls, 63% of the almost 1,000 respondents said that they are hopeful that overall most people will be in a better position in 2030 as opposed to 37% feared that this will not be the case. The report addresses five main areas of concern which includes human agency, data abuse, job loss, dependence locking, as well as disorder and destabilization of society. Let us first focus on human agency. As we know that AI's applications are implemented over a spectrum of assisted, augmented and autonomous intelligence, the latter can lessen or even completely remove the need for human involvement in certain tasks. Given the accelerating technology change, the fear is that the pervasive deployment of these advanced autonomous systems can lead to people having less control over their lives not able to give input into how these systems work and that we automatically cede our decision-making, independence and privacy to opaque software-driven systems that we have no control over. It seems like people are willing to do this in exchange for not only the perceived benefits provided by these smart systems such as search, social interaction, convenience, productivity, efficiency, pattern recognition and data storage, but how it helps people to function optimally from a personal, social, business, research and entertainment perspective and stay competitive and connected in this technology-driven world. As these network AI systems evolve with more cognitive capabilities such as reasoning, perception, learning, logic, creativity and problem-solving, we can expect human agency to be even more affected compared to the current state where these smart technologies already have a substantial impact on our systems that control the way we search, how we socially interact, what information we get, our financial markets, our commerce, our governance, our law enforcement and armed forces, our energy and industrial operations, and even our health operations. By having reduced human agency or not supporting our human agency, we may lose our individual freedom to choose how we want to live our lives and do things which might be private and not plugged into the system. The concern is not just about human agency, but also specifically about the nature of these AI-driven platforms and services not being human-centric and primarily focus on profit maximization goals that treat people like commodities through seeking our attention making choices for us, manipulating us and filling our days as opposed to supporting our decision-making process and respecting our time, our decisions, our wellness, our quality of life 
our individual purpose, what is important to us, what makes us fulfilled, and what truly helps us to optimize our lives. In a later chapter, I will discuss some proposed solutions that can assist in achieving the latter. A researcher and practitioner Francois Cholet mentioned in a Medium article that the primary thing that worries him about AI is the highly effective, highly scalable manipulation of human behavior that AI enables and its malicious use by corporations and governments. He specifically describes how social media is acting as a psychological panopticon, how digital information consumption is being treated as a psychological control vector and how human behavior is in fact approached as an optimization problem. So this also touches on data abuse, which will be covered next. There are major concerns about surveillance in all different forms, including surveillance capitalism, corporate surveillance, and governmental surveillance that are designed in essence for control, manipulation, efficiency, or profit, or combinations of these, as well as potentially being untrustworthy, fallible, and biased with inconsistencies, miscalculations, and faulty assumptions. A core problem is that ethics, human values, and people-centeredness do not currently appear to be key components in the foundational layer of these AI-driven solutions or platforms that technology companies, corporations, or governments are deploying. The current focus seems to be not on creating value for people or understanding people's intentions, goals, and beliefs, but more on extracting value from people, hijacking their behavior, and driving them towards expenditure and conformity. This also contributes to the relentless breakdown of trust and truth that are key components to keep society together. Given the multinational and globally networked nature of some of these platform-driven companies, it is also not easy to direct or regulate them to prevent data abuse. As mentioned earlier, I am personally worried about the establishment of digital dictatorships driven by totalitarian governments, where AI is personalized to control individual citizens and suppress their democratic rights, choices, hopes, and freedom. In a recent BBC article, they describe a global AI-powered totalitarian government that governs indefinitely as a gloomy fate that could be worse than extinction and a world in chains. In such a scenario, people will likely be robbed from freedom and privacy, have no hope for escape, and have no agency to control their own lives. We need governments to truly act in the best interest and well-being of citizens and not to optimize to maintain power, increase bureaucracy, and mainly benefit those in power. There is also a danger that people's innovation and creativity will be dampened by a fear associated with the unconscious awareness of surveillance and risks involved. Another problem is the uneven use of AI that typically benefits those who are more prosperous and have more resources. This is clearly not in the best interest of most people. The current trend, especially in the West, seems to be not democratic with respect to the governance of AI, with technology companies and corporations, with power concentrated in a few of them, having more free reign in this regard to help drive market needs as opposed to the real needs of people, 
whereas in the more authoritarian countries, there is a tendency to track citizens on a continuous basis and forcing them to push along with the rest of the population without much room to move and for individual choices. What makes the data abuse matter even more delicate is that AI-driven decision-making can be presented as neutral, whereas it could in principle be unchecked and preserve existing social biases and unfairness. Furthermore, these systems can potentially give people the false sense that they are making choices and have autonomy, but still have them wrapped within the context and frameworks that are determined by the corporations or governments. New advances and progress in smart technology might also outpace regulators' ability to keep up to date and allow people, companies and organizations to still exploit AI, sidestep privacy defenses or abuse data for their personal, commercial or political gains. Henry Kissinger even goes as far as saying that human society is unprepared for AI from a philosophical, intellectual and every other way, and that enlightenment will likely end if we do not systematically explore and study AI's full scope and implications and apply it in wise and practical ways that benefit society. Another significant concern is the loss, disruption and dislocation of human jobs, which also involves ongoing changes with tasks within jobs being automated by AI-driven software and robotics. Whereas new jobs will be created, or shifts within jobs to adjust for working in concert with smart technology, there is a fear that AI will contribute to substantial net job losses that would make the existing gap on a digital and economic front even wider and in turn can potentially lead to economic and social pandemonium, as also described in Chapter 2. So even with significant benefits to society, there is a real and present danger that AI will also intensify various forms of inequality in society, especially in the current type of capitalist economy that likely needs some adjustments to benefit more people. Kaifu Lee in AI Superpowers describes the real AI crisis to be unemployment that is not only occupation or task-based related, where we see automation leading to one-to-one -one replacements, but also involves job losses due to from-the-ground-up industry-wide disruptions that are created through new AI-enabled business models. His net unemployment estimates of between 20 to 25 percent by 2030 is almost more in line with Bain and Company's projection, where they have considered the dynamics and interaction of macro level forces such as demographics, automation, and inequality. They reckon that the reabsorption of workers into newly created professions would not significantly alter the growing trend of job rearrangement and that 80% of workers will effectively be impacted through both job displacements and income pressures. In the economic singularity, Callum Chase also echoes these sentiments and makes a case for AI automating most jobs within the next few decades. The same holds for Martin Ford, who argues in The Rise of the Robots that AI-driven systems and solutions are on the brink of extensive automation of white-collar jobs. Whereas McAfee and Brynjolfsson initially validate the possibility of technology unemployment in their book The Second Machine Age, they have maneuvered away from this in their follow-up book Machine Platform Crowd and emphasize more the impact of AI as it relates to the structural changes in the economy and a shift in the kinds of jobs that will be available.
Of course, not everyone agrees that significant job losses will happen, as can be seen throughout the broader history of automation, where people have been successful in making the required transitions. PwC has for example predicted that AI, over a 20-year period until 2037, will create as many jobs as it displaces in the UK, with jobs increasing in health by 22%, scientific and technical services by 16%, and education by 6%, whereas jobs will likely decrease in manufacturing by 25%, transport and storage by 22%, and public administration by 18%. Even though the cognitive type of automation is posing a problem for many jobs in their current form, including white-collar ones, it does not necessarily imply that this would be the case for newly transformed jobs, where people work in symbiotic relationship with smart technology and not necessarily lose responsibility, oversight or control of the AI-driven tools and systems. As discussed earlier, we might also see many unforeseen opportunities and new employment doors being opened. However, the problem comes in with how we proactively and responsibly handle the transition and change in employment arrangements and the nature of work in order to avoid all embracing social issues. A safe transition to a more just social contract is made more difficult with our ever-expanding consumption of goods and services that drives our desires, needs and expectations, companies deploying more software-driven automation and reducing full-time employment, and governments not having adequate safety nets in place to assist in this regard. This leads to a situation where many people are and will likely be stuck in a condition of existence without security or predictability that affects their material or psychological well-being. This might even be further amplified in developing and poorer countries, especially so if they do not get assistance from richer and more developed countries that are and will likely be in a better position to tap into the benefits of AI on an individual, society, business and public sector level. Kaifu Lee argues that AI is an inequality machine that will enable winner-take-all economics in many industries, drive polarization and aggravate inequality across the global economy and even within countries such as the US and China. He emphasizes that without AI being properly governed, we are on a path to worsen inequality, reduce the middle class and increase the number of people that cannot generate enough income to support themselves. Although AI should definitely enhance and augment human competencies on various levels and improve lives within a personal, home, educational and work context, there is also a worry that people will become increasingly dependent on smart technology and its associated infrastructure, which in turn would likely weaken our cognitive abilities with respect to independent thinking and decision-making. Our social skills in terms of how we interact with other people, as well as our survival skills. The more we hand off tasks to AI, the stronger the dependence locking will likely become, with people effectively becoming de-skilled in these areas that do not require the same level of human involvement. Another key consideration is to what extent the broader public is really involved to influence, think critically, provide inputs and make decisions with respect to how AI is being applied, as well as the underlying ethics involved. By implication, do people really have a say about the level of their dependence lock-in? 
there is also an associated concern about the social impact that AI-driven social media and task automation has on people's interpersonal communication, social interaction, and negotiation skills, and ability to interact with one another. If people do not need to interact, they would, in a lot of circumstances, make a choice to not interact and prefer to do this digitally in a shortened and limited form through, for example, the use of smart digital assistants or voice-to-text and related social media and messaging applications. The reduction in face-to-face -face interpersonal communications and increased dependence on smart technology communication assistance will also likely reduce our ability to express our daily lives effectively and fluently on various levels of society and slacken our writing and speaking abilities. Apart from the poorer communications, there is a growing worry that the time spent with machines will effectively increase that people will become more detached from reality, less interested and concerned about others, and more focused on themselves. This absence of physical embodied interaction can also lead to social alienation, loneliness, and less personal connections, as well as contribute to the rise in problems such as suicide and mental disorders. In a recent psychiatric study, the possible connection between the increased use of digital media and smartphones and the increase of depression, self-harm and suicide among adolescents in the US was investigated. Besides that these increases happened at the same time, they have highlighted that after 2012, we have especially saw an increase in unhappiness, self-harm, depression and suicide amongst young female adolescents. According to the study, the possible ways that people are being mentally affected and influenced by the use of smartphones and digital media includes, for example, the disarrangement of in-person social interactions, the availability of online information about self-harm, the intrusion with sleep and cyberbullying that might involve sharing, sending or posting false, harmful unkind, negative or malicious content about someone else, people, companies or organizations. Another negative consequence of dependence locking or over-reliance on AI is that this might increase security and humanitarian risks on a national and global level with more people vulnerable and exposed to a potential blackout or interruption of smart technology services, especially if their dependence affects their survival. So, it will be important for people to actively maintain survival proficiency without smart technology and have contingencies in place to handle those scenarios. Due to people's failure to adapt quickly enough, AI can also be a destructive force in damaging or breaking down organizational systems, governments and institutions that help to order today's society. This disorder and destabilization of society can happen through increased vulnerabilities with respect to the subjection of people to intractable cybercrime and dangerous cyber warfare, the use of weaponized information, disinformation, fabrication, lies and propaganda, complex AI-driven systems that becomes defective and difficult to control, as well as the development of autonomous lethal weapons and military applications. 
With smart technology and digital media, we have unfortunately produced a world where reality can be easily manipulated and made difficult to perceive via the escalating use of AI to deliver phony and fraudulent videos, pictures, audio, text and related media. We are making it increasingly difficult to create one version of the truth with people creating their own version of reality that they defend and substantiate with their own evidence. Given the far-reaching impact of AI-driven systems, one can expect that the beneficial outcomes will unfortunately also be spoiled by bad actors that commit crimes, milk human fears, and satisfy their own greed, as well as poorly designed systems that have unforeseen or unethical societal repercussions or might lead to accidents and adverse outcomes. The nature of ethics trustworthiness and morality built into AI-driven systems will have a major impact on society. On the cybersecurity front, as discussed in Chapter 4, one can expect a continuous battle between defensive AI security controls that defend against offensive AI-powered attacks. In a report on the malicious use of AI, from a security threat perspective, they provide a range of examples within the digital, physical and political security domains. Some of the AI-powered examples within the political security domain includes automated, hyper-personalized disinformation campaigns, automated influence campaigns, denial of information attacks, manipulation of information availability, fake news reports with realistic fabricated video and audio, and governmental use of automated surveillance platforms to suppress dissent. Of the top AI threats that we should be concerned about over the next 15 years, a Crime Science Journal article, AI-Enabled Future Crime, highlights deep fakes via audio and video impersonation as the one that could cause the most harm and likely be the most hard to defend against. Other high-impact and difficult-to-defend potential crimes include driverless vehicles as weapons, personalized phishing, the disruption of AI-controlled systems, large-scale blackmailing, and AI-authored fake news. As mistakes will be made faster and have a wider impact than ever before, AI-driven systems need to be as robust, proactive, predictive and preventative as possible. The net impact on society will depend on how public and private sector stakeholders collaborate and navigate the real-world societal, political and economic environment and keep in touch with the scientific and smart technology capabilities whilst handling crises such as climate change, food supply and water shortages, job loss, migration agony and geopolitical distress. Can we use the knowledge and smart technology that we developed wisely in a human-centric and ethical fashion that matches the base values of humanity and benefits as many people as possible?